When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eliminate clutter and embrace the freedom of HyperX wireless gaming gear for PC and console. Power through all the great monthly PlayStation Plus games with the Cloud Stinger Core Wireless for PlayStation. Enjoy lightweight comfort with reliable wireless freedom so you won't miss plot points when you head to the fridge. High-quality HyperX wireless products can be found at most fine retailers, as well as online at Target, Micro Center, Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, or shop directly at HyperX.com and HP.com. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Ah, listener, origin of all that is good and mother to us all. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden. In this season, we are playing through Okami. <coughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, this season, we're playing through Capcom's Okami. Uh, in our last episode, we finished our first dungeon. We fought our first big monster. It's a big old spider lady. Um, some of us blew right past it. Some of us had a little bit more trouble with it, but we got it done in the end. Why do you have to bring up old wounds? Some For some, they're even fresher than that. <laughs> uh, as we leave this dungeon, we do say we do see uh, uh, Kakari comes running towards us, ready to save the day. Uh, more just angry at us still. We've moved on. We're, we've got other stuff to worry about. We totally forgot about this kid. And uh, <laughs> he, he still has a vendetta against us. But um, he runs into there. We stop him. And he's just like, I'm going to go save my dog. What's that? Oh, that's my dog. We brought your dog back. Um, reluctantly, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we, this is, it's weird the way they do this because we can communicate with the dogs, but the dogs barely even talk to us. So we get this weird third person uh, dialogue where they explain that, like, the dog didn't want to leave. The dog was staying there to almost, like, seal away the evil that was in there. The dog like, was hey, we had a job to do, himself. man. Yeah. The dog was and, staying there to teach Kakari about the importance of being an adventurer. Yeah. napping inside of a big spider queen. <laughs> and getting eaten by giant monsters, which will become a theme. <laughs> Um, but also the, uh, dog has, uh, his dad's fishing pole. So there's that back now. Also so, looks a lot like, uh, Goku's extendo stick. So we're going to keep that imagery going here. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's cool. I'm, I'm good. Um, we, uh. We hear him talk about how he has learned his lesson and is ready to build that bridge 
like he told his dad he would a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He runs off. We we can follow him. We can continue that bridge thing. I did go do some exploring since we have a couple new things that we can do now, namely the the vine whip move. Uh, there's a lot of treasure chests to find. I went back to the first area. Uh, there was the nameless man that we yeah. were dealing with. That if you go and talk to him, he talks about how he's working on something special. But yeah, it's not he's really built yet. a new. He's he's built a new structure. Yeah. If you go check up on him, he will have something else going on. I think it's like real late game that you can finally do something with him and he'll have something for you. <laughs> Learn uh, his name. No promises. Timmy. Mm-hmm. I, whatever. I call him Terry. Um, his name is just Nameless. <laughs> nameless Man. Um, there's also... so Terrence, the Nameless Man. <laughs> Uh, as you go around and clear all this stuff up in the, in the one area that we were in, um, you do find this like round nut that you can push around. Mm -hmm. Now I did figure out by the end of this, that there is a sleepy bear, but I don't think he appears until after you fix the bridge. It was later. Yeah. I don't remember when. Um, I didn't see him until the return run back to Kamaki at the end of this episode. Yeah, I don't think he was there if you immediately try to go and find him <clears throat> in this area. I think yeah. you have to do a couple other things. Um, I, I hope we don't have to roll that nut all the way up the hill to the where the bear is, because that would be annoying. Oh, you do. More than once. Oh, good. Uh, but again, hey, it, it's all it's bonus stuff. You can skip it. Yeah, like, as far as uh, I know right now, it's just for faith. Yeah, because I think the uh, this one is a like dried walnut. Where later we we find one that's more of a bud that we can roll around mm-hmm. too. So okay, yeah, okay. Um, I think maybe if you do enough, you'll get something special. But if you do it, you just get some faith, which faith is still good. I've still only been focusing on my ink, although I did expand my wallet. Yes, I did this that is, too. This is this is weird, like. There are so few games like this that will just be like, here's general experience, and you can do it to increase like your how you're going to fight, but also your wallet for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also increase your your celestial pouch. I haven't worried about that either. Yeah, I've not come close to needing it. Yeah, I've been doing I mean, fine. I haven't. I've hardly needed to upgrade my my life points. So, yeah. If I, I upgraded the wallet just because I didn't know when it was going to cap out, and I just hate having a capped yes. wallet in yes. general. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then everything else has gone into ink. I had been hold like I held on to all my upgrade points until later in this episode when I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm running out of ink all the time." Yes, ink is what I go for first, and uh, yeah, I I'm staring down the barrel of that hundred k to get that fang move. That's my next goal. Yeah, so there, there's there's a couple things that you can do. You can go back to certain areas, um, just get some more items, uh, color some more clovers, just get some faith, yeah. power yourself up. Oh, that's um, the, the wallet. Yeah, I wanted to make sure the wallet, because I, I figured 100K was more than my wallet base level could handle. And so I was like, I'm going to have to hit that at some point. If I want yeah. to save up enough for that move, so 
we do come across a new item that we can purchase, gold dust, mm-hmm. which powers up a weapon. Doesn't really tell you how much it's doing or anything. It's no. like we don't have numbers. The only numbers that we get are our combo numbers. We don't know exactly like how much damage we're necessarily doing to anyone to like mm-hmm. really compare. So you can you're going to want to put gold dust on everything that you're going to be using. Like right. you want to do that. But it does not explicitly say like there, there's a rule where it says like no weapon can be powered beyond whatever the highest weapon is you have. Like you've got And well, so it, it says that like just know that putting gold dust on a weapon won't make it stronger. Will never make it stronger than like late game weapons you're gonna yeah you're gonna get some some better stuff eventually and so you know keep upgrading as you go like keep you know move on to the next weapon you know you get a better reflect we just got a better reflector if you're using the reflector put the better reflector on and invest in some gold dust is gold dust finite yes Okay, but there is one. There is one gold dust for everything. Like, there's mm-hmm. not. You're not gonna have less gold dust than you will weapons. Okay, um, uh, but they do make it clear where they're just like, yeah, you can't just buy whatever you want. It's uh, we're only ever gonna give you enough to match with whatever weapons you have at that time. Yeah, gotcha. it's finite. Uh, it seems like certain merchants will have it. You can purchase all that they have, mm-hmm. and that's all that you'll get. Uh, the first one was selling two of them for five grand each. The next time I ran into, I've run into one other merchant, I think during this episode, where he was selling them for 10 a piece. And I haven't. It scales. Everything yeah. is going to be scaling up. That's right. all this is. Right. So I haven't spent the 10K on, on those yet. Uh, so I think we can go ahead and move forward. When we go to the bridge. We see that uh, the little boy is starting to work on the bridge. He uses mm-hmm. his dad's fishing pole to cast a rope to the other side. I mean, so yeah. He can start building around it. Best way it to did, start building a bridge. This, I mean, I'm impressed. You know, he he that was one hell of a cast, little one. Um, he, he knows the technique now. Yeah. He's got he's, the technique he's seen, down. He's got the courage. Yeah, he's seen Goofy movie, so. But then here comes Susano Yay! on a log. Flying down this river, telling everybody, look out, I was working on some technique and this happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says, my new secret technique, imploding barrel flying monkeys, was a flop. And this is what happened. (laughs) I mean, you'd think a barrel of monkeys would would just sell like crazy, but uh, yeah, no. He, uh... We we try to stop the boy from holding on to the line because we're, it's very clear. It's just like Susano is going to like, you know, fling you into the air. Die. So we're we're grabbing the boy. <laughs> He's going to kill us. Let's be honest. Um, We grab onto the boy trying to get him off of there. The boy won't let go. He's determined. He's like, no, I have to build this bridge. This Susano's is... log just um, hits this you... thing. You guys told me I had to do this. You guys said it's all about attitude. Quit being a crybaby. Gotta you gotta do this to be a man. Like now you're telling me to stop. Okay. Uh, the the log connects. It launches all of us up in the air, and we all land on the log. Then we get this little mini game of trying to take the hooks that are on this log, connect them to the pink flowers. 
This was annoying because those flowers just appear out of the top corner for a split second mm-hmm. each time. And they're not very well distinguished from the background. So first yeah. you're trying to say, it. oh, is that a flower? And it's only there for like two seconds. And you have to, this, this is also where I learned what I was doing wrong with the fishing earlier, which is you have to start your brush on the flower and it will show you, it'll give you a little cloud buddy. Um, mm-hmm. and stop it directly on the hook that you want. Mm-hmm. And if you, you draw any more than that and end not on a hook, nothing happens. So you got to get it exactly right. We do this enough times and we slingshot ourselves back to the exact I spot did this that more than at. enough times, but yes. Um, and we land right back where we started. Everything's fine. That log lands like sideways that bridges, uh, pun intended, the two areas together. But then the boy is just like, did I do this? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Did you not see anything that just happened? No, it was like, it was all just circumstance. <laughs> you didn't really do anything. But then Isun takes this opportunity to teach the boy a lesson. The lesson is just, you need to go have adventures. Yeah. Stop running away from adventure. Even though I just told you to run away from this adventure a minute ago. Uh, This takes us into a new area, Taka Pass. And much like all the new areas we go into, it's cursed. Uh, We we run into a a tea maker and a customer that wants some tea. Mm -hmm. They're both upset that they can't make tea and can't have tea. And they mentioned some moles. I mean, yeah. took their teacup. I, I don't remember them mentioning the moles, but I did immediately run into these moles. And then oh, they mentioned the moles. Not... There's a whole big to-do about the moles. Everybody's talking yeah, about they moles. They don't shut up about them. Yeah, and but I forgot, once I did the mole thing, I forgot that the the thing I got for it was for the guys I had just talked to like five minutes earlier. And so I had yeah. no idea what to do with that damn cup. Um, I don't think we can interact with the moles until we heal the land, though, right? Right. I don't think we can do that right, right, right now. So we'll we'll come back to that one. Um, there's an obvious crack in a wall that you blow up there. You run through some tunnels. Um, while we're going up these tunnels, Waka's back. Um, yeah. we get another another battle with him. And this is this is him now rather than trying to be like, I'm fighting you because I think you're a monster. He's fighting us to test us, to be yeah. like, if yeah, he you said, aren't he said strong at the enough, the, you are not going to beat Orochi. Yeah, he, he said at the end of the last fight, like, yo, dude, like, don't get too cocky. Um, I was taking it easy on you, and I can tell that you have lost a step since you were in the uh, Shrine of Rejuvenation for a hundred years and yeah i, I do like Eason steps up for us he like pulls out his sword and he is having none of anyone saying anything negative about amy well also waka admits that he was watching us fight the spider queen and he's right. like and you just stood there you didn't help us like why wouldn't you why would you just do that but um we fight Waka, we go through all this, you know, it's just another battle with him. 
Um, yeah. He's got the he's deflect great. thing. He shoots he shoots missiles at us that we can deflect back to him. All that. Um, all all of the we... uh, all of the the shots, the cinematography, blocking, all of these things. All of, all of the Waka things are great. They're just stylish and and looks looks awesome. Uh, Waka starts talking to us about the serpent crystals, which is what we need to uh, release the curse that's at the moon cave. Mm. So we're not going to be able to deal with Orochi until we have the serpent crystal. Um, I believe it's been mentioned before, but then it gets brought up again here. Uh, he does make it clear he's also looking for the serpent crystal because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's on a quest too. Like we, he's he's on a quest similar to us. We don't know how far he's going, though. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to get into his, that moon cave, though, and lets us know that. And Isun insin- insinuates that he's up to no good. Right. Obviously. Isun, to be fair, Isun hasn't liked him from the beginning. We still have yet to see Walker's true intentions. Mm. I mean, Isun hasn't seen Star Wars, so doesn't know that you know a blue lightsaber means good guy, but that's okay. Um, his Waka's prophecy is, I foresee a doggone difficult quest. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Back to back. So we go up there, we release the tree, we get the beautiful, and, uh, everything is beautiful again. Yes. Um, they start talking about the, a windmill here. Everyone starts talking about this this windmill that mm-hmm. used to bring the sacred winds through here and the all the divine of that. winds. Yeah, the divine winds, and uh, that gets talked about enough. I, I mean, in this episode, we aren't going to actually deal with that stuff yet, but it gets brought up, so we got to we got to mention it here. Um, this is where we can then go back. We can deal with the moles if we want. This mini game is so annoying. Uh, it is. It is the. Um, you know, mole bashing game that you would play at an arcade or carnival mm-hmm. they pop up and you hit them with the hammer, but they move in. There's like a circular um, style of holes that they have here. Yeah. And there are decoys that you have to hit the right one as it pops up. They go faster and faster. You can watch the ground to see where they go, but it's so hard to read and it moves so fast. And they also constantly try to throw you off. So yeah. annoying. Eventually, it hits a point where watching the ground doesn't do you any good because it's just going so fast. Yeah. I had no trouble with this the first <laughs> time I did it. I, yeah. I hit the main guy. like I hit one other random dude, and I was like, oh, I need to hit the main guy. And mm-hmm. I just hit him every time. Um, uh, eventually, you can you can talk to them again for more goodies and treasures because he you know he he just wants to play his game and uh that is uh there's no strategy there it is just eventually you'll be right in front of him and you'll be able to hit him uh this is a funny moment though because when we first meet him he's a real tough guy and he's like this is our land what are you doing on here when you beat him, literally the music changes to something more somber, and he's like, "I just don't have any friends." Like, yeah, Will you yeah, be my I get friend. It. Yeah, like and immediately. Basically, he's immediately like, "Yeah, oh, here, listen to my story about why I became, a, got involved in racketeering." 
Isun brings up like immediately this ultimatum where like, sure, we'll come visit as long as you just stay on the straight and narrow and stop stealing from people. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. Roll roll credits to whichever law and order this is from. So if you take the golden teacup back to the tea maker, he gives you golden mushrooms. No idea what these things do right now. They're so, th- they are separated from our regular equipment or tools. Yeah, you can't do anything with it right now. I think the, it's a key yeah. item for some side quest from later. It, it, it's like something we we uh, add to something else. So like, yeah, there's like a line that del- that that separates uh, them. So th- these will be used for an entirely different purpose. Yeah, um, we'll be moving on to Kusa Village next. This is where. Uh, some stuff happens. Is there anything else you guys did before we we got to this village? I mean, I went you came back across. a little bit just to run around the field, but we, you know, the basically stuff we talked about before. All the stuff I did ended up being necessary plot stuff later. So okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Went and found a bunch of blooms up in the sky and looked for stuff. Uh, so, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to see what's going on in Kusa Village. Video Death Loop is a show where we watch a short clip on loop until one or both of us can't take it anymore. Each week, one of us picks out a video the other does not know about to their dismay. Video game cutscenes, TV show openings, music videos, and occasional horse videos are just some of the clips we've ran and we're five seasons in. Check us out every Friday. Make room for huge plays with the HyperX Alloy Origin 65 Mechanical Gaming Keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste Wireless Mouse. The Alloy Origin 65 has a fully compact form factor, keeping the arrow keys without the numpad and function keys. The Pulsefire Haste is the lightest wireless mouse from HyperX, featuring a robust connection, up to 100 hours of battery life, and is even water-resistant. The Alloy Origin 65 and Pulsefire Haste Wireless. Keep your setup clean and clutter-free with the Alloy Origin 65 Mechanical Keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste Wireless Mouse. The Hardcore Gaming 101 Podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making Boomerang shape like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me! Bruce Wayne, I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. (laughs) Dennis... Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. All right, we are here in Kusa Village. When we get into here, this one is different than the other places we've been to because it's just got it's got curses in the air. You can just taste it. <laughs> There's um, a like, um, you know, Japanese characters floating across the screen. There's just there just some characters floating across the screen. I don't know what they mean, but there's a I took a video clip of me going like, "Huh, that's weird." Noticing that and noticing some other stuff, and then I look up and I see my inks just draining. Okay, cool. We're in a happy land, right? Uh, if you go to the save station, the mirror, it will boost your ink back up. But the thing is, you can't draw on here. 
Uh, you try to do anything with this, it just blocks it. So yeah. there's not really a point in you other than your speed. Like you're faster when you can be full god running. Um, you can only go up to like two. There's like three run levels that Amy can do where there's just like a, a, a basic jog. Then you have a second level that's a bit faster. Then a third level that you burst through and you get really fast. You can do your headbutt into a run to immediately go into the second level and then go to the third one. It's like a weird thing. That, again, mm-hmm. Maybe there's a scroll that describes it, but that's just how this stuff is. But um, you can that's tell that all you some... really lose here. Yeah, but you can tell that there's some sort of uh, god power going into that. <clears throat> and so I kind of, before I realized I couldn't go full run, was like, I bet I can't. I bet there's a there's part of my power that lets me do that. Um, If you run into Susano here, he looks possessed, but then they play it off as if he's just dreaming. Like, yeah. They don't even play it off as like there's anything weird going on, but he's literally like writhing and almost like floating above the ground. And maybe it's just like the way the effects look or something. I don't know, but that's what it looked like to me. Um, yeah, he's th- this gets brought up a couple times uh, in here where he is having weird dreams, um, and like that, and it's not just a one-off like thing. Like it gets referenced again, so his dreams will be a thing, or th- maybe a, a recurring dream will be a thing. But yeah. We can go around and talk to a few people. If you go to the inn, the innkeeper talks about, like, you know, referencing Susano of just like, oh, you don't <laughs> have any money either. You're just like that other guy that came in here that I told to go sleep on the ground outside. Yeah, like, I told him he could he could hang out because he said he was going to hunt a monster. And I figured maybe that would lead to something good, like the curse being lifted. But now he's just out back sleeping. Yeah. Um. Again, you can talk to a few people here. There's a kid that's like trying to make their their flower garden bloom, but they can't. It's we can sad. obviously see it's cursed land. They're just um, walking around with a little water pail, just being like, it won't work. <laughs> yeah, it is really sad. One little graphical thing that I, I like about this section, and maybe it happens every time that you're in like the normal um, dog form or normal wolf form, but typically when Ami headbutts something or lands and does a flip, like flowers will and like will pop up in the ground. And in this mm-hmm. section, when you do those same things, it'll be like dead grass pops up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we can explore around and eventually we'll come across uh, Princess Fuse. Princess Fuse. Yeah. F- Fuse? Fuse? I don't know. I, Fuse, I don't know that like I don't know how you pronounce. I'm gonna call it mean? Fuse. That's that's the other thing is that like uh, I I took Japanese for a semester in college, and at one point I went up and asked my professor like, so how do I uh I you know and it, I took a different foreign language and and nouns were capitalized in 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 every case like are there is there anything like that and he just kind of flatly looked at me and was like, no, it's all written in kanji and I'm just like. Yeah, I'm a moron. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, he's like, we're just learning the basics Capitalize. right now. And I'm like, yeah, that, okay, thank you. That that was a dumb question, but you allowed me to kind of know where I should be thinking now. So, yeah, who knows how these are supposed to be pronounced because they're spelled in a language that isn't, you know. Yeah, 
it, as we just learned, they're they're nice enough to try and make things somewhat more convenient. <laughs> as we us. just learned of the three of us, Brian is the most experienced in the Japanese language, and that's that's our bar here. And that's very uh, little. So <laughs> I dropped that class because I couldn't understand. I didn't like that professor, but I was also an idiot. Um, as anyway, I just stated. <laughs> uh, so we we talked to her. She talks about how she's like trying to lift this curse, but it's not working. She doesn't know what's going on, and eventually we do see. One of the like little monsters is like wrapped around her and is like keeping her from being able to use her powers. And like, this is the thing that has this curse on this town. And then we get a, a fight that we have to do without any powers. Yeah. Um, and this was boring. Not fun. <laughs> no, it's just you going up and like clawing at every enemy. And that's all it is. Like, and it's you did slow attack. You can't do anything special. It just takes a while. You just run up, move out of the way, don't get hit. That's all you can do. Um, we we finish that off, and then that releases the curse. So everything is like good now. We can paint on stuff. We get our power back. And um, this is where she talks about what we actually need. She mention, mentions more about the the wind. That we'll need, but again, we're not mm-hmm. going to be dealing with the wind on here. They just keep talking about that windmill, how important it is. I think it's almost distracting because it's not what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Like, why do they keep talking about wind when we're not going to be doing anything with wind just yet? Like, and, yeah. just hang on. Especially when I'm waiting for these power-ups I've been seeing all along the way, and everyone keeps talking about the wind, and I'm thinking, like, I could probably use a wind power-up right about now. I would mm-hmm. like to have that. And it's like you have to go through two wind dialogues to know to get the dialogue about the thing you should care about right now. Yeah, we got to talk to everyone three times, of course. Uh, If we explore a bit here, we eventually will find a cave that there is like a a spirit protecting it and basically saying like trying to keep other people out because Mm -hmm. this is a, a bad area. And uh, what we're told is that we need the eight canine warriors that they will be able to lift the the seal that is over here that will be able to fight Crimson Helm that is causing so much problem in this causing so many problems in this area. Mm. The, the uh, Crimson but, something or other, as uh, as Susano the, called it. Yeah, the Crimson something or other. Um, so what we got to do right now is we got to find the eight canines. Now the first five are super easy. You, you're given this tracker that just floats around you, and it just is sort of like, yeah, go in that direction. Uh, the first five are all in this town, so it's real easy to find them. One is uh, hidden underneath the cursed grass that once you bloom it, they appear. Uh, one is inside a big thing of bamboo. They just slash it open, and it's just sleeping inside of mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that, the, the uh, bamboo, bamboo smith's uh, house, he's got a, like, super-duper stock uh outside his place that's that's glowing and of course we cut in half because they're so helpful right this stuff grows back fast it's fine (laughs) um especially when there's a dog inside of it yeah uh what we need to do is every time we meet one of these we do have to feed them now this i got so thrown off with because Anytime we feed an animal, it just shows on screen that there's a button to say feed. Yes. What we have to do 
is stand in front of them, go into our menu, go to tools because it's our food is under the tools section for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Pick the kind of food that the dog likes, then say, would you like to feed it to them? I went looking around for like, okay, where is there a chef? Clearly, I'm going to have to like get a, a cartoon hunk of meat on a bone <laughs> that I'm going to pick up and I'm going to grumble, to grumble and feed him that way. Yeah, exactly. Grumble, grumble. Uh, but no, you just had to do that. And it's it was annoying like realizing because i ran around and i was like do i have to find all of them first then it will start a thing that lets me feed them so i did all that and it was still just the same thing and mm. i was like don't wait hang on it's very upsetting give them give them the just just give them the the meat and we get a little uh the same thing we do when we feed any of the woodland creatures uh but for each dog which I uh, clipped 30-second clips of all of the dogs <laughs> enjoying their food while Amy sits there happily. Yeah, I spent, I used so much feed throughout this episode between the dogs mm-hmm. and everything else, and it basically just became Clout Simulator 2022 because <laughs> I'm just doing these Instagram stunts where I'm giving out food to all these random people. Uh, <laughs> You can find, uh, uh, I only had to buy like a couple extra. Uh, I found enough scattered around here. Some of them are in like little rooms with pots surrounding them. And mm-hmm. you can get at least one drop usually. There's another one in a cave that I went in there because I thought it looked cool. And I thought there was it would be a way around to two treasure chests I saw um, off in the distance. But when I got into the cave... There was a dog there, and the canine tracker did not go off for that dog. So I'm glad I, I hopped up in there. It will eventually, you know. Like the the whole thing is that to get a lot whenever closer it for that starts, one. yeah. Well, it's whenever it starts, the tracker has already decided that it's following a specific dog, mm-hmm. and so like if that was the last dog to, for you to find, okay. it would be targeting it. Yeah. for you know a, a ways away. Who who found um, the uh, the one? I'm pretty sure the one that was in the stock was lo- on a lower level, and if you are above it, you're in the town, and it leads you directly to the stall that yeah. the merchant is selling. And so I thought I had to like buy <laughs> something, or sell him something, or blow up his stall, or run into his stall, or whatever. And eventually, I figured out after ten minutes that uh, it's just probably below, just below him. It's it, it's like the Elden Ring uh, multiplayer trick where you just you hide down on a cliff yeah. and everyone runs off because they don't know where you are. Yep. Uh, after we find four of them. We do get a little cutscene where Isun is just like, uh, let's go check back with the princess to see if everything's fine. If we go back up there, we get interrupted by um, the the canine warrior, Tay, and he has, he's got a scar over his eye. He is battle-worn. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this butt is tough. And he's the one that is just like, he, he starts this whole thing that they you're going to have to do a few more times where in order to prove that you are worthy, you have to best them in combat. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is the first of four f- 
fights that we're going to have against the canine warriors. And this is the only dog that actually, it would seem, responded to the call. The rest of them were just like, I wanted to go when my master called me, but, uh, you know, now I'm reasons. full. We'll get to it. Yeah. He's like, now I'm full. We'll so uh, I, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to, to run off, but. There's something there's something to say about like I th- I feel like a couple of the the dogs that were just like wanting food look more like your sort of spoiled uh, <laughs> home dogs while the other ones are more like closer to something like like a wolf or just something that's like, you know, a bit more of an outdoorsy kind of dog. Um we go through all that and that's where they told us that there are three more. They mark them on their on our map. Uh-huh. And this is where things just like this is where like Okami gets rough because uh, pun intended, no, pun unintended, but now it's nah. intended. Yeah, um, right. they don't get that one. Sell that, Neeson. You will go to these areas and talk to someone, and they're just going to be like, you know, there's a circle beyond them that says you need to go here, and then there's something in your way that says like you're not allowed here, and then it just leaves it at that. And then you go, and, I guess I'll go back and check the things I f- was wondering why, what was happening with this area the first time I was in this area an hour ago, or the last time I was here. Hey, I couldn't interact with that creepy zombie lady. Um, oh, this is where this comes in now, I guess. Okay. Yeah. We we can go back to one of the fields where there is this house that is the Cutter's house, and if you, this is where it's like, it's just weird. You go there during the day, the Mr. Cutter will chase you down and he wants to eat you. So um, there's actually two phases to this. Because if you go there during the day, before you meet all the dogs, mm-hmm. it's Mrs. Mm-hmm. Cutter. And she has okay. this, this box on her back that you can tell is like cursed. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that I could like bloom it. Or cut it open, or do something because yeah. you can hit her with like use a power slash and knock her down, um, or but- you can drop bombs around them and literally launch them. It's <laughs> funny. I went into there and I was like, I've been doing this where I'm like, I don't know what stuff in a house I can interact with. Let's put a big old bomb in here and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but then after you rescue the dogs, then Mister Cutter will be outside, and they're both yeah very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if you go there during the day, Mr. Cutter just chases you. You have to wait until she it's doesn't nighttime. care inside. If you go inside, no. you can run past him, get inside. And if you go inside first, you'll get a scene. You talk to Mrs. Cutter. They'll be like something about the moonlight will expose who they really are. Yeah. Look but before their, that their ceiling. Eason's like, hey, look, this spot is worn here and looks like it's rotted. Like there used to be a hole that let rain in or something. And so I was trying to to slash that hole in the roof to open it up or, you know, drop a bomb on the ground where the the wood is rotted and, and blow a hole down there because maybe they're keeping our friend. Because in order to do any of this, we first have to go into the hidden town. Where our our birds friends live, the sparrows or something. No, you don't have to do that first. Nope. You don't okay. have to. You don't have to talk to them first because uh, what we do is that af- after you reveal like the the moonlight into there and you drag her into it, 
we see their true form, which are like these weird cursed cranes, like like the bird, mm-hmm. like these long neck looking things. And they look just weird. It's hard to it's hard to distinguish what they actually are. Yeah. These weird slender looking creatures. Uh we have a fight with two of them. Again, the battle system in this game so far has been very boring for me. Just slashed them, whipped them and slashed them just over and over. Um yeah. I didn't really pay attention to their their moves or anything like that. They eventually just took a beating from me. Yeah, eventually these uh enemies will look like they've been turned to stone or something and or they're just they're nothing but parchment and uh they're vulnerable in that state. But after we beat them, uh they disappear and then we get a little bird that that shows up and she's just like Oh, thank you, puppy. Thank you for helping me. And she comes up and pets us, and she's just like, you know, she's real cheery. We were almost food together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she I, says like, I oh, went to her her town before this, and they found me wanting. So, right, that's what I'm saying. Is like, like it, the game told you they put a, a circle on your map to say to go to this area, and if you went there beforehand, they just said no, mm-hmm. and so you had to go and find. You had to find this house that wasn't marked on there. You just had to do the thing over here in order to actually find the bird girl that you needed to take to there. And, and the only way you know that the bird girl is there is I, I think maybe Mrs. Cutter mentions it, but also in the town, mm-hmm. a guy is like, Hey, the weird people in that house hate animals, but they also ask the bamboo guy to make him a bird cage. That mm-hmm. seems weird. Ah, okay. You know what? I mean, now that you bring that up, I guess that's that's on me that I don't talk enough to the NPCs and pay attention to what they're saying. Well, like they're clearly telling us where to go. He, yeah. Talk to all of them like four times to make sure they don't have more dialogue because everyone has additional dialogue. Uh, it usually just gets more and more simplified, their point, as mm-hmm. they go, but they ha- sometimes have other things, so talk to them until they start repeating. Um, we take her back. She turns into an a, uh, arrow marker for us. She floats around us, telling us the direction sort of to go in. Well, like she a canine tracker, really. Um, it's a canine, canine tracker. It's the arrow. It's yeah. the other things that we've seen here yeah well yeah so when we get we take her back there uh when when we get to here uh if you went there before we get this this funny scene where the two on the side are just like halt what is like um we need to speak with our elder to see and then it just opens up like a cuckoo clock but it's a big old fat bird and it very very much reminds me of the king zora in ocarina Mm -hmm. just this thing just like sitting here not really doing anything uh, it so just mumbles and everyone else uh, translates for us. Uh, oh, oh, that it's the best because he like he he'll be like hmm or just make a noise, and one of the guys every time goes uh oh he is not pleased or uh oh that was good he's happy or uh oh right. but it's always uh oh um this is a good sign like. <laughs> This is, and we we are talking about Big Daddy Jamba. Yeah. If we go and take them there, we 
they, they, they thank us for what we've done. They let, they give us entry. At first it just looks like, yeah, you can come in now. If you go up to the top, there is like a lane of eight treasure chests. And this yeah. is what's annoying. This is the, this is the same thing that people complained about with Skyward Sword. And this was an issue back then. Every item you pick up freezes the game and tells you exactly what it is. And it, you have to do this eight times in a row. The Twilight Princess. It's like, dude. Does, yeah, does Twilight Princess, Sword same kind of thing. Do it even more? Um, the updated one, I think, gets rid of it. We will okay. talk about that next season. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we go through all of there. And there's a little side area you can go into. And that's where their spa is. That's where they have mm-hmm. um, their, their hot springs. But it's all dried up. This whole, this whole area has got uh, serious Dragon Roost Island vibes, too. It, it um little main area with a bunch of bird people running around and a uh, area off to the side that has, like, a little spring that we have to do something with. And, yeah. Yeah. We get into there, and this is where I also had my issue of remembering what happens, but forgetting the order of things i kept trying to jump down that hole that's behind this little little sparrow that we talked to who's like trying to figure out what's going on with the spring why it's yeah up. yeah and i'm like it's down in the hole dude let me jump in the hole come on we gotta and play steam world dig come on man yeah you can't do it because if you try to jump around it you just sort of like fall off of it like there's just like an invisible lump over this hole yeah you do you just keep sliding around it uh we talked to him they go on about like how they are trying to basically self-immolate exactly they're hurting themselves as a a sacrifice to the gods to try to bring the water back by setting themselves on fire as they are like talking about what they need to do mr bamboo shows up and he's like oh the bamboo on my back it was sent some really good water here which led me here it's a dousing shoot yeah and he explains it. I love the way he says all this stuff because he explains, okay, well, we're going to go down there and we're going to do the thing. It's almost going to be like a game. And they even like highlight the word game to be like, it's, it, we're going to go down and we're going to find the water. We'll work together to mm-hmm. do all this. Um, and then, yeah, as Brian said, we'd get sort of a steam world dig looking kind of thing or dig dug or not dig dug, uh, Mr. Driller looking thing. Um, where Mr. Bamboo will walk back and forth on his own and you got to make sure he doesn't hit any spikes or you hit any spikes. Cause that'll take time away mm-hmm. from it. You got to dig down, dig right. You can find money. You can find water, which will give you more time. But uh, really the point is just to get down to the bottom. It, it, it tells us uh, the controls here and they're like, Hey, it's, it's basically your dig move and your head bash move but translated to, like, 2D space, basically. So think of it like that. It, I don't think it tells us that we can also use our ink move, our slashing and stuff. It, but Well, it, there's, there were three pages of, of instructions. Okay. So okay. if you only looked at the first one and skipped it, I yeah, guess which I maybe, I've done for multiple yeah, things. Yeah. Maybe I didn't notice there were multiple pages, but uh, yeah. it, 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 it also it does have the little buds that we draw circles on, so I should have known. But it took me a minute. And to figure out that I could slash blocks. Um, I also finished this with like two frames left to go on the timer. Like it was like Mm. skin of my teeth. Sorry, go ahead, BC. 
it was a total crapshoot for me. I made it down with uh, with time left, but then I was like, all right, what am I supposed to do? Because the blocks at the bottom are typically the ones that you would blow up. And so I kept mm. trying to blow it up. And then eventually you just had to dig there. So. Yeah. yeah I, he I, will uh, dance over one that is just like, this is it. This is it. And yeah, you're supposed to dig. I think I think uh, at that point I, I clicked on the tips button because I saw that it existed. And uh, hmm. it was like, yeah, get him down to the very bottom with you. And because I was like, there's nothing left to dig. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that that's where it'll happen. So I was like, okay, cool. I was I was mashing that X button to dig with as the the last second went away. So uh, we do that. We bring the water back, and this gives us another move. Uh, this one is the move water celestial brush. Yeah, and it lets us draw water from a water source into something else to move the water over to there. It also lets us create pillars of water if we see a little swirly thing on there. And then it, uh, this is also where. Uh, we get the um, the mermaid coins. Mr. Bamboo gives us a mermaid coin. Uh, and Or no, actually, sorry, that'll be when we come back. I'll, I'll come back around to that. Mm. Um, we then get a quick little puzzle where we have to take one of those little bamboo knocker things where you fill it up with water, it lifts it's the a, thing up, and it comes deer back scare. down again. Com- deer <laughs> scare, that's it, yes. If, uh, if I've learned anything from Animal Crossing. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, those are in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that opens up a door. We go up to there. We see a bird. His uh, his name is Ty, or they call him Crybaby Ty, uh, which is very strange. Mm. Um, he says he's missing his dog. We go run up. We get a fight with a um, or we we see a bunch of bamboo, and it does this thing where it's like it's glowing a bunch of different bamboos. Yeah, and you just have to slash the one that's glowing, and then there he is. But I I, I was standing far enough back that I was like, ha ha take them all out and then <laughs> Eason's like no no you have to cut the the one that's right you're just, just destroying one. bamboo for no reason and I'm like uh, okay um we do that we fight him he acknowledges that we are strong enough but he cannot leave and he needs to stay here to protect this land mm-hmm. from the crimson helm and all of this uh um, like, this is important but- man we uh this, look at this crybaby bird I hang out with. This is important. We since we've shown ourselves worthy enough, the power of the canine warrior was transferred to us via his orb. So there's like <laughs> instead we're we're not going to be bringing these canines home, but they are going to be giving us their orbs. Yeah. <laughs> the dog's like, oh look at that. Well, I guess I can stay here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go back to the first town after we do this, uh, we can fight just another one. He's just there, and he's just sort of like, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing stuff here. I got to wait for the festival. I can't leave. Anyways, let's fight. And you fight him, you get another orb there. Well, yeah, there's but, uh, that one, and then there's uh, the the our, our Kokiri kid. We'll, we'll, hang on, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay, we'll get to okay. it. Yeah, I wanted so to just finish that. The, not, knock that one out. The only two um, kids that we've met that have a dog um, are the ones we have to talk to. So, yeah. Uh, so, in the, the one we were just talking about, as you come back, Mr. Bamboo does give you the mermaid coin. Mermaid coins let you uh, go up to certain kinds of water if they have the swirly thing on it. You go to your menu, you select coins, you toss them in, and those are fast travel. Okay. Costs money, 
because you have to go and buy more mermaid coins from the merchants, but it's unlimited. Buy, ha- have a few on you at any time uh, if you know exactly where you're needing to go and you want to get there quick. Okay, so so any spiral we found, we just need throw in a mermaid coin or yes. we use a mermaid coin to unlock them and then we can use them. For no, them. no, it's it, every travel costs a coin. Okay, but you can travel to any point that you've seen before. Feasibly. That has the swirl on it. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's like, there's like four spots for us to do that right now. So the, yeah, you, it, it, it makes it a lot quicker. Okay. So yeah, if I didn't use remember, it at all. Cause I didn't know. Yeah. The maps are confusing to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do not, when you bring up a world map, it shows you this bit of land, but you would be forgiven for getting like, what does that town connect to? Like, what is this one here? I can't remember which way I came from. Mm-hmm. It's We don't really have much of a compass in this game other than the one that just tells us to go in a direction. Mm-hmm. There's not really like a north, south, east, west. Just go that way. Yeah. Um, We go back to where uh the, the fishing boy was, and we talk to him, and he mentions about like uh, – he, we we talked about the moon prophecy or not prophecy but the legend of the the beast that ate the moon and um right and he accidentally got ume eaten by yeah. the 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 fish that ate the moon as well uh like, very unfortunate I told you that it was living here well guess what yeah um and so like you you go and help him out there and uh, then you get another fishing mini game. What's up, Easy? Can we talk about Susano? Oh, and well, see, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll this, so yeah, fits in. What? Yeah. So uh, one thing we got to do before we like do all this fishing stuff, though, is uh, we go up to one of the springs and the sake maker that we've met before she's there trying to get kushi the, the magic water uh yeah kushi um and she needs help here so you can fill her little her her not little her giant uh container that she has here it's bigger than her uh up with water mm-hmm. this starts a cut scene where some monsters appear and at first, I was like, okay, this is no big deal. We can take all these guys out. But yeah. then Susano gets here and is like, no, this is my fight. I'm just like, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys just keep showing up, too. And he he's yeah. still doing his heroic speech. And as more show up, he just starts, like, his voice starts quivering more and more. And he starts stammering a bit. And, yeah. Pretty great. And, and speaking of butts in this game, this is the first time I noticed that the seat of his pants is completely destroyed. <laughs> is he taking is I dino damage throughout this game? Yeah, like he, and maybe just because I, I I messed it up the first time and he fell, but like he's pretty bruised up and like his pants are all ripped, his shirt's ripped. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I didn't. I didn't see it. Maybe they. Maybe that's because you failed it. I guess. I don't know. Like the stuff I've seen, he still seems like he's in decent shape. Um, but we go through this scene again where he does a slash in the air and then we need to use the celestial brush Mm -hmm. to slash these enemies. He does that for like eight of them. And then I really like this because he, after he does all this stuff, he looks at his sword and he was just like, I knew it. 
This sword is cursed. <laughs> I'm not doing this stuff. Uh, I'm not good enough to be doing this. Yeah. Something's wrong with this sword. <laughs> Moment of clarity for our boy. And let's just say, because we all know, he's the dude, he clearly has to be the dude who took the sword and broke the seal. Like, it has to be him. I figured that was just known. I figured we just all knew that. I mean, they haven't explicitly said that, but it clearly looks like it was him, so. I hadn't put that together, Um, but, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you haven't? I thought it was obvious. Okay, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, that makes guess, total sense, though. Yep. Well, yep. we'll see. We'll when see. you first meet uh, Waka, he mentions that the yep. person who took the sword blocked the village entrance with the boulder. And then Susano is like, first it was the boulder, um, which he could just mean cutting it. But like, first it was the boulder. Mm-hmm. And then it's this. I think it was like, he ran to the village, somehow blocked the village off. And then that was it. So, Yeah. yeah. Ran home with his new uh, sword. Yeah, we did. I, I did want to mention too that uh, she talks about this sake she's making. Like the tradition was. Oh yeah. This is the magic sake that they would get the monster drunk enough that they then could easily just chop its head off. Yeah, they got. Orochi, so this was supposed to be the strongest stuff. Yeah, they got Orochi wasted. Um, and that's how they won that fight. Uh, after this, then we can go back to the fishing boy, and he will talk about Ume being uh, eaten by the the moon eater or whatever. Just the the, the, the big fish, <laughs> the whopper. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what keeps happening, but like, yeah, it was effort. So the dog clearly, is trying to teach the kid about adventure. I guess in a very real and just disturbing way um uh also susano runs off after having this revelation just leaving kushi there to deal with all that water right uh so we do another fishing mini game we get the whopper and then this also gives us the uh the crescent uh celestial brush move the moon song. Where we we get it. It's weird because they do it where they're like, look, the moon is on the water, but the moon isn't in the sky. What does this mean? Oh, there's a constellation. Draw the moon. Now we, we were able to always turn stuff to day. Mm-hmm. It was nighttime. We could always make a day. Now we can always also make it night whenever we want. Hooray. So there's that. It would have been really useful when we were waiting on Mr. and Mrs. Cutter. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I had to sit there for a little bit when we did that earlier. Yeah. It was annoying. I mean, nothing is as awful as Majora's Mask, but yeah, I had to wait around a little bit. Yeah. We fight this dog, too. Uh, they give us the orb because they just owe it to this kid. The, they say, this kid saved my life. I owe him everything. I cannot leave his side. I Even if it means he's going to cause me to get eaten by some other big monster, so be it. Even if I have to jump into the maws of increasingly larger and larger monstrosities. That wraps up this episode. For the next episode, uh, we are going to defeat the Crimson Helm in the Gale Shrine. So Crimson go back to the princess with the canine orbs and the other canines. Let's see what happens. Uh, do some more collecting. Power up. Do what you want. Do some howling, all that fun stuff. Be back here and we'll talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Guiding. (laughs) 